0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hi, everybody. Cheryl from Unleashed. Today I have a great guest, very interesting. Get your pad and pencil ready because you might want to take some notes. I have Katie Blakely from Pet First Pet Insurance. Hi, Katie. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Cheryl. My pleasure. And, of course, everybody always wants to know everything about, you know, pet insurance. Should I get it? Why do I need it? And how expensive is it? But before we get to that, because you have a very interesting background, and I think you should tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, because you have creds.
0: Ah, well, thank you. Yeah, I've been a part of Pet First Pet Insurance since we were founded in 2004. And actually, I had the opportunity to work for one of the co-founders in the equine industry. Um, we're based here in Southern Indiana, right across the Ohio River from Louisville, Kentucky. So that's where I got my start in the equine industry, but then pivoted into pet insurance, interestingly enough. And in the mid 2000s, pet insurance was not a very big deal. Uh, less than 1% of the pet owning population in the U.S had insurance, and it was largely dogs and cats that were insured. But really, the products that were out there at that time, they weren't great. There were just about three different pet health insurance providers. And the founders, along with the the founding team, which did include me, thought there was a tremendous opportunity to really simplify the pet insurance offering, but make it as robust as possible. Make sure that there is as much opportunity as the pet parent would like to get reimbursement on their veterinary expenses without creating a lot of hassle. You know, insurance, unfortunately, doesn't have a great reputation. And so we knew that we needed to make this as easy to understand, but also as easy to use as possible to make sure we could help as many pets and as many pet parents as possible.
1: Right. So now when I adopted my cat, a while back, they gave me a few different pet companies, you know, pet insurance companies. And I know they work, each insurance works different. I know some veterinarian places are trying to attempt this. But, you know, things have gotten much more advanced for our pets today. Number one, they do more than just, you know, we, right. we go to work, they stay home, and then we walk them like four times a day. They're really more a part <laughs> of our lives. Part of our family, and they get certain breeds, and certain types of dogs are known to uh, have certain uh, maladies that affect them, you know, for the breed, right. or, and today, the food is different. The food right. is different, which affects them, and uh, whoever thought years ago when I was walking our dog that if the pavement was hot, it would hurt his paws? We never thought of exactly. things like that. Things are getting well, hot. Well, I think
0: you're right. We're so much better educated as pet parents. We know more about you know, how to be smart about exercise for our pets and how to select the right food for your pets depending upon their activity level and their life stage. But especially when it comes to veterinary care, you have so many more options than you did 10 years ago, especially 20 years ago, that you can help, you know, make sure that your pets get healthy and stay healthy. Um, So there's so many more things that you can do. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons, I guess, that pet insurance makes so much sense is it really does put you in charge of, of what best for your pet when it comes to their veterinary care. And then you depend upon the insurance provider, in this case, pet first, to manage the financial aspect. So you don't have to be uber practical when you're thinking through like, well, do I, does it make sense to do these laser treatments? Should I look at chiropractic care for my pet? Should I even pursue, you know, dialysis for my, for my cat? Like there are so many more options now. And we just want the pets that we ensure, we want their pet owners to do whatever their pet needs and then let us take care of the financial side.
1: Now, I guess, you know, I don't want to put you down on, on specifics because that's not, we want to talk basically about pet insurance, why you should have it and if you should have it. I mean, we right. have insurance for ourselves and insurance, you know, you always hope that you never need it. Now, I know some insurance companies, you lay it out first and then you're reimbursed. And I mean, with the pet insurance that you have, do I have to go to a, a, a certain type of veterinarian? I mean, you know, a lot of them are all corporate today. You know, they're not like the individual guy, you know, like we used to have even for ourselves, you know, the internist that made right. house calls. So, you know, I guess that would depend too. If because not every vet can do everything, there's certain, you know, veterinary clinics that do surgeries and do a lot of these other type of testing and treatments because today hip problems, they get these vitamins or supplements that help, you know, long Mm -hmm. dogs, work dogs. So you're a full-service pet insurance.
0: That's right. And and to your point, you're in charge as the as the insured. You decide who's going to be your day-to-day vet and you know we we don't keep that information. We don't have a network of veterinarians. We depend upon you as the pet parent to say this is who I want to utilize for day-to-day care. And you decide when it's time to see an emergency clinic or you decide when it's time to, to see one of those specialists, a dermatologist for allergies or a cardiologist or even neurologist now. Really, you know, veterinary medicine is sophisticated as human health care. It's just a matter of what people are willing and able to pay for. And that's where pet insurance comes in. It really helps give the average pet parent more options when it comes to care. Keeping their pet healthy
1: now, and I guess because I'm very big on pushing two dogs in a home. I mean, if you have a, a big enough house, getting another dog to get be a buddy, a buddy for your, and we need help. I mean, because there's just yeah. so many dogs in the shelters, for sure, for sure, which is all our fault. And uh, but that's beside itself. So if I <laughs> had two cats, three cats, or two dogs, there would be an incentive with your insurance. That, you know, just like with parents with more than one child, it would be a benefit to get the more the merrier is what I'm asking.
0: Exactly. So you're exactly right. That's a great analogy is these are basically dependents just as our human children are dependent. So when you're insuring two pets, it's cheaper than just insuring one. When you add that third, there's a deeper discount. So there is greater incentive to make sure that your whole furry family is protected. And I think it's important to really you know stress that that insurance for that entire pet family is important I think you know if people feel pressure to say gosh I maybe I just get insurance on the older dog or the older cat because they're they might be the one that has a more chronic or or you know tougher condition to deal with um, as you can probably attest to as a pet parent yourself it's... You know, pets get sick when they're 2 years old, when they're 6 years old, when they're 12 years old. There's really no way to predict when your pet is going to
1: suffer from an illness, and especially they come an accident. With, and they come with certain, you know, DNA type Predispositions. Oh, yeah. 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 Like my, my... Exactly. My main Coon has a sensitive stomach, so he likes certain foods. Or he gets upset. I never had that with the animals I had. I mean, you know, first of all, I only know of maybe three of my cats, where they came from. Really not even, but I got them as kittens. Who knows where they come from? You know what? Exactly. So, you know, a lot of the shelters, not like a shelter with cages. I didn't go to places like that. But, you know, uh, humane society type things. They Mm -hmm. always stress, you know, go to the vet. They give you a voucher for a vet. And if the animal isn't fixed, they give you a voucher to have them fixed. They kind of tell you or suggest that, you know, you should always have health insurance for your cat or your dog. I mean, you have to because it could be a fortune. I mean, and and you don't know when it's going
0: to happen, you know. It's just like you don't know when you're going to get into a car accident. You don't know when you yourself are going to come down with the flu. There's no way to predict it. So one of the, the biggest I guess competitors out there for us is not actually another pet insurance provider. It's people who think, oh, you know, maybe I can just depend upon my savings to do this. Maybe I can just put, you know, ten, twenty bucks a month away into an account and I won't touch it until my dog or my cat becomes sick or injured. And that's fine, provided they don't get sick or injured until they're ten years old. But stuff comes up all of the time, no, it's and as expensive, you point out, there's so many things. Yeah, there's just so many things along the way. And in the, throughout the stages of a pet's life that require veterinary care and not just prevent care, but you know, really some exploratory things to determine what's my pet facing right now. And you never know when it could be potentially a chronic condition. Like my dog, he has allergies and he's going to be on med- medication for the rest of his life just because his skin is prone to irritation and the medicine helps alleviate that for him. And that's just something that we wrestle with. But unfortunately,
1: it's all reimbursed by patents. That's good because a lot of the vets today are specialists. They do a lot more diagnostic things. Some do surgeries. I mean, it's gotten, it's, you know, it's a very big business. I mean, and especially vet care with large animals like farm animals and, and horses. And just out of curiosity, do you do that too? No,
0: actually, we focus exclusively on dogs and cats. And interestingly, even though there's more cats in the U.S. than dogs, about 85% of our business is for canines. Wow, five percent? No, 85 is dog,
1: and 15% is cat. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, but people still, don't think, yeah. totally
0: underrepresenting the cat
1: population. And they get sick, and they get weird stuff. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they get they ear do, stuff. And- they, you know, I mean, I have a, a main goon and a tabby, you know, and they're 14 years old. I mean, they definitely, are, first of all, I think they have, one of them I think has a, his heart of hearing unless they totally <laughs> have gotten together and tuned me out. But, uh-huh, and like, perhaps. like That's a very possibility. I never had two cats like this that. You know, want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and they're ready to go. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's like nuts. I mean, their clock is, and yet, you know, I'm walking around bumping into walls because I'm exhausted and they're, you know, catnapping. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess maybe because, well, maybe cats are more because they're usually more, you know, more stray than dogs are dogs really are. Yeah. Although cats are pack animals also, dogs mainly. I think probably I could understand that. But I think the food today is very different than, you know, when I was younger and I we used to use Cadillac dog food. The do- the cat the dog never had a problem. Nothing. It could be environmental. I mean, people are also taking their animals to uh dog parks. Animals have things, you know, animals could catch a cold from us. So, exactly. You know,
0: and there's just there's a lot of risk out there. And I think, you know, our big push is to make sure that Every pet parent has a plan for that risk. Some, for some people, pet insurance makes sense. For other people, it's a savings account, or they're comfortable going into debt to, you know, subsidize some veterinary expenses. But we really stress everybody needs to have a plan. What are you going to do when it gets sick or injured? You know, going down that debt path. I ran across an interesting statistic from the Lending Tree. They found that 41% of millennials have pet-related debt. Which I couldn't believe that, you know, nearly half of millennials have some pet related debt. And I think it's interesting because I think it just helps demonstrate that people aren't entirely prepared for, you know, what's involved in owning a pet. I mean, really you truly are becoming
1: a parent to that dependent. And they're expensive. Furry child. Yeah, so expensive. Very expensive. Well, let me take a break and we'll be right back.
0: My dog, Mojo, was half beagle and half coonhound. He ate everything in sight. He would swallow things whole, including a chicken carcass, a bird nest with a bird in it, and assorted stones and sticks. We had to take him to the veterinary emergency room. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing on his feet, and chewing the hair right off of his legs, being irritated, lethargic, and just not the same dog.
1: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
0: When we put him on the dynovite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynovite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on dynovite. Dynovite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't
1: believe how happy your dog will be.
0: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com.
1: Hi everybody, we're back. We're back with Katie. She's the CEO of Pet First Pet Insurance and she's uh, telling us all about the whys and whatnots of having pet insurance for either your dogs or cats, which uh, really is the smart way to go because if you, you know, in the middle of the night, there's a problem or, God forbid, an animal gets hit by a car or whatever, or a coyote or a mountain lion, what you're going to do? And that's what you have to think about. So, you know, you hope you never use it, but that's what insurance is about. You hope we're not going to use it, and we hope we're not going to use it. So it's a win-win in that respect, but if we do need to use it, that you will be there. So, you know, anybody who's interested, what is the website? PetFirst.com and spelled out.
0: So, P-E-T-F-I-R-S-T
1: dot com. Okay. So, anybody interested and if you're thinking of getting a dog or two, please do. And you could look it up and uh, you could make some calls and you could decide where you uh, and who you want to be with and all their different plans. I'm sure you have, you know, a multitude of different ways to go. Exactly. You know, um there are some very weird stories.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Cuz I I have a couple of weird stories but yeah I don't think my story is anything like yours. So why don't you tell our listeners, you know, some of your weird stories?
0: Gosh, we see so many interesting stories and a couple of folks from our claims team, they knew that we were going to chat today and they shared a few examples. One was this French bulldog named Wally and he initially his, his dog moms sought treatment in, I think it was back in 2018 for labored breathing, which is common for bulldogs, especially French bulldogs. Uh, and they thought maybe pneumonia and there was some exploratory, you know, testing and they had to take him to a hospital for a CT scan. They actually found a cyst in his nasal passage. So ultimately he had to go to UC Davis veterinary hospital for another experiment procedure to remove those cysts. But Wally also ultimately had to get a tumor removed from his head. So he had a really awful year. Um, He went under anesthesia five times in that same year. And his veterinary expenses were well over $10,000. But now he's doing great. Uh, So it just goes to show you like you think, oh, okay, when, when the wheels start to fall off, that's indicative of, you know, maybe your pet's approaching end of life. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. They're, you know, with, with the right veterinary care and you know, poor Wally, five surgeries in one year, that's quite a lot. But he, uh, he's now in great shape with Pet First. So we're, we're super excited about that.
1: Yeah, that, that really is something because, you know, you never know. I've, I've had dogs live 13 years, 19 years. I've had cats live 20 years. You know, you just don't know. I mean, my two cats now are fourteen, and they're still going strong. I mean, they certainly are a little slower than they they once were, but you just aren't never we know. all, yeah? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what you got to worry about too. You know, when you uh, that's why when you go to adopt, you have to uh adopt. I believe in a in any animal five or six years old. I mean, yeah. unless you want yeah, a puppy. Yeah, exactly. Cause I mean, if you're in to your forties, you pet. don't want a puppy. You know, they get right. Out
0: no, play. that's the truth. The same challenges that the human population is facing from a medical perspective apply to the, the pet population too, that it's the aging of pets and pet obesity. Those are the two biggest challenges that the veterinary community is trying to address with, with pet owners. They you know, are how really to- too fat.
1: And yet they're welcomed yes. everywhere. They're too fat. The yes. people are too fat. No offense to the <laughs> people out there. But It's. I think a lot of it is the food and that animals need to be exercised. Just because you take them to the park, that's really great. But a lot of dogs need, you know, to be very active. That's why you have to really decide on the kind of pet that you want and that fits your lifestyle. Because if you're a couch potato... You can't get a certain kind of dog that, you know, he's going to chew your house up unless you really give him a job. I mean, I don't know who exactly. I was talking to. I think it was, um, maybe it was a Border Collie and they took the dog to a course with ducks. The dog was desperate to be useful. He didn't want to be yeah. a show dog, you know, fancy, whatever. He needed mm-hmm. to work and he's never done this before and he knew exactly what to do. And, you know, they have all of these, uh, gymnastics for pets today. You know, all of these, uh, obstacle courses that you could, you know, you take your animal.
0: Right. The agility courses. Yeah. yeah all of that. Yeah. And we um, should be
1: following them. That's what I think. Yeah, it it's so
0: interesting to see how, you know, veterinary care is evolving and that there are a number of paths you can go down. You know, it used to be certain conditions when you got that diagnosis, my goodness, you really had to struggle with is it time to euthanize my pet or not. And I'm so grateful, you know, my dog Franklin, he's uh turning 10 in April, so he's crossing over into double digits and he's certainly got that senior snout with the gray uh, creeping in, but, you know, just pain management. He he had a problem where he threw out his back earlier this year, just around the holidays, and
1: wait, wait, we were able wait, to wait, treat wait. it. How did you know he threw out his back? How does a well, dog throw I, out his back? <laughs> he lifted something? This is
0: what he did not explain to me. I don't know if he... Our steps are not carpeted, so I don't know if he slipped on the steps, or I never could pin down exactly what had happened to poor Franklin, but I knew that every time you touched his lower back, he would yelp, and he couldn't jump the way he used to, and he had to be carried up and down the stairs at bedtime, so I was really worried that he had ruptured a disc or something a little more uh, severe. It turned out to be just a sprain, and it was treatable with medication but those are the types of things that if you do need disc surgery on your dog or your cat i mean those are the types of things that can be you know of two three four thousand dollars so again i knew frank had pet insurance and we'd be in good shape from a financial perspective i just hated that he might have to go through through surgery so fortunately he was in good place with uh, with pain meds now i'm in a little bit of rest but they actually prescribed him muscle relaxants so, uh I thought well, that was exactly. that was interesting you got the same into kind of thing
1: <laughs> I know the
0: same kind of thing that a human would get, so it was super interesting, but you know we've had a ton of claims for from young dogs that will jump off of a bed or off the couch yeah. and land a little funny and rupture a disc, and it's a higher uh, now. Feds are higher, exactly, and a lot of families have to make that decision of are we going to treat with pain medication or are we going to go the surgery route if it, uh, if it's recommended by the veterinarian. And that's why I'm thankful that, you know, we afford, uh, pet parents that choice to decide what's the right route for, for your dog or your cat to make sure that they have what they need and they're, they're healthy and comfortable and, and you You have what you need, which is the practical dollars and cents side of things.
1: Wow. When you were working with horses, I guess they have the uh, stables have their own veterinarians that are private. They're not affiliated with something like that. You know, vet.
0: Yeah, typically the trainers will have veterinarians that they will use but also just like in you know companion animal veterinary care there are specialists and surgeons and you know guys that deal with brains and gals that deal with you know cardiovascular conditions so there's a tremendous spectrum of of veterinarians in the equine space um especially here in Kentucky the thoroughbred industry is huge and they're very expensive animals and people will again invest in doing whatever it takes to get those horses and keep those horses healthy
1: yeah i'm very i'm very big on uh, large animal uh veterinarian care that's like uh, it fascinates me it really does because we really need I'm not knocking the veterinarians that you know take care of our dogs and cats or our birds or you know lizards or whatever, but we really right. need more big animal vets I mean even for the zoos well, wow, for livestock yeah. yeah oh my gosh, exactly you know I mean that's exactly a, that to me is a fascinating. A fascinating field. I I had a friend that went to veterinarian school in, in Europe because when he started, when he went, there really weren't a lot of, uh, uh, veterinarian colleges in the States and they were full. And I remember visiting him. They brought in a horse. I mean, wow. yeah, to study, you know, the horse. I mean, it wasn't a live horse, of course, but I mean, Yeah, but still I, It incredible. was unbelievable. And I remember we were in Europe, so, you know, France and Belgium. And when we went out for dinner to this one restaurant, he had rabbit and he put the rabbit's bones back together. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know if he ever took care of rabbits, but maybe. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, rabbits are very big. I, I have a lot of friends who, uh, have rabbits. You know, they're, they're, they're lovely indoor pets. You know, they can be very, uh, you know, and they get along. I mean, you know, you see all these videos. I mean, I post them a lot on my Unleash page. The different animals that get along together and become friends is just it's just amazing you know cats and dogs yeah. and dogs and cats and dogs and horses and you know goats i mean goats are like the new thing and pigs pigs have really come up <laughs> you know as far exactly. as i mean you know it's uh it's really uh it's really wild times but i'm glad that we had this chat because it's always good to know what your options could be and I hope right. that our our uh, listeners will uh you know at least go on your website and uh if they are making a decision cuz I had a couple of friends recently who did adopt their first dog and they went around and they asked what should I do what kind should I do because you really need you need a backup plan you know just like you know you buy your yeah. first car you know you know you're going to uh Have a problem, you know, especially if you're a 16, 17-year-old. I'm not saying that everybody will, but, you know, when you get an animal and you love them to forever, there are going to be some things, you know, like you said with your Franklin. Well, I love that name, Franklin, and he is cute as could be. I like (laughs) because I looked you up and I, I, I saw the picture of him. He's a terrier, right?
0: He is. I called him when we first got him a, a terrierist um, because he was about a year and a half old when yeah, he came that, from the that, shelter. That tough and- dog's. Oh my gosh! And he had the hardest time with separation anxiety, which you know, again, that's one of those things. Just like the the cost of healthcare, you got to be prepared for those behavior challenges too. And just like any other member of your family, you got to work with them and and help build that that mutual respect and love and trust. And Franklin is now super chill, uh, relatively speaking. He's How is he with other down. animals? You know what? He he does have a superiority complex where he thinks he's the biggest, baddest dog. And he's not um, much of a friend to other pets. But he is a great friend to our two daughters and loves people. Loves being in the office. He just prefers to be gated
1: in a place where he can cuddle up on a pillow and, and lay low. Yeah, you know, I saw a video uh, earlier today. These owners had this, uh, I guess, I don't know what kind of dog it was. Probably was a big, big happy mutt. And he had anxiety every time they went out, which they thought, you know. And not that he did destructive things, but they just felt that he got anxious away from them. So they installed a camera. And son of a gun, they have a cat. And nobody knew that they're best buddies. So when they go out of the house, the cat and the dog cuddle up on the couch. But they don't get oh, along in front of anybody Their else. Secret romance. Yeah, it's a secret romance. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a secret romance. And it's hysterical. I love it. Yeah, because, uh, <laughs> you know, they're they're the animals really... I mean, listen, I've never lived ever without a pet in my entire life. My parents yeah. got a tricolor collie a year before I was born had him for 13 years. Then we got a, a big standard poodle, I think 19 years. Then I had cats because I'm going to get another dog. I just have to think. Uh, it's got to be, you know, as you get older, you know, I don't need a huge dog. I always did like. I never had a female dog though. So I think Oh, the, interesting. Yeah, I think I'm going to get a female dog. But I saw this video yeah. about this guy who got this dog, and the dog is like, he's bigger than his house. He just has a prop. Oh, wow. He just keeps growing. He can't fit in a car. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, but I, I think a good medium size, And, you know, a medium-sized dog could kind of be large. It's really, it depends on, you know, how high up they are and how long yeah. they are that's what you know get determined but it's on my bucket list because uh I definitely want another dog. I mean I love my cats yeah. but you know I just uh I want yeah, more action, you know. The cats are like sleeping yeah, all day, now I get it. You know, and they're 14 and one my main Coon, you know, he's like now he uses a stool to get on the bed. I mean
0: Oh yeah. But that's smart. It's smart, but yeah, there's nothing like a a new family member to to bring a little more life into the oh, household. Sh- I I agree. Shake things
1: up, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's uh he happens to be out of all of my animals probably the kindest animal I've ever had. I mean not a mean bone in his body from day one. And he was seven when I got him. He was uh, Oh wow. Yeah, he was he was he's the best hundred dollars I ever spent. Truthfully. <laughs> Perfect. You know. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's the other benefit of getting an older dog is typically their adoption fees are lower or even waived at the shelter.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, it helps. Uh, you know, that's part of, you know, good care for our animals too. When When you get another pet, it makes them happier. Pets grieve, you know, and feel sad, and that could be a whole host of problems. Today, it's the joints and ear infections, and, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of... Because we bring them everywhere now. So we bring illnesses to them, or we bring them to the illnesses, and not every dog should go to the pet park, although I will bring whatever dog I get eventually, Um 'Cause there's one near where I live and I always stop to watch. They have such antics and many dogs love to be social, for sure. Yeah. You know. For sure, yeah, no, I agree. And if you're a couch potato who sits around and does nothing and no interaction, they're gonna get bored and old and fat. Yeah. You know, so Exactly. uh, You know, so you gotta keep moving and shaking. Well, Katie, it was a (laughs) pleasure having you. And I hope you'll come back. Well, thank you. I enjoyed chatting with you, and I'd love that opportunity. And is there anything that you'd like to tell our listeners as a parting? um, As a closing thought? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think um, I've think i just, again, reiterate. I think it's especially important to at least consider pet insurance. And of course, I'm biased. I think uh, Pet First is best in class, but there's a lot of options around out there, and it's smart to have a financial plan. So if you check out PetFirst.com, you can do a quick and easy quote, see how much it would cost to insure your pets, but it's certainly something worth considering.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And like I said, uh, thank you very much. And I want to thank you. I want to thank my producer, Mark. And I want to remind everybody to live life unleashed. Till next time, bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets,
0: every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.